Welcome to a King Size Life podcast with Shannon King. Our goal is to encourage and inspire you to get off the sidelines and live this one life He has given us in the biggest way possible. Life is guaranteed to throw us all obstacles and opportunities. Do you choose to be a spectator of life or seize the opportunities given, create your own path, and become everything you're designed to be? Your road to discovery starts now. Here's your host, Shannon King. Welcome, Tiffany Cooley, to an episode of A King Size Life. I'm so excited to have you here. This has been a long time coming. We've tried to make this happen, and life happens, as we'll talk about during this episode, but we made it happen. I'm so excited you're here. I'm incredibly excited for the listeners to hear about you and really your passion in life and your life's work to build God's kingdom and assist Christian women in realizing their God-given potential and authority. And I love that. And so much more. You bring so much to the table. So just to tell you guys a little bit about Tiffany is she is a wife, a loving mother of two amazing little children, and she's an evangelist, a published author, conference speaker, founder of She Unleashed Outreach Ministry, and lots more. She has a new podcast. I'm going to have her talk about those things with you. But before we get into some of those questions, Tiffany, why don't you share with the listeners who Tiffany is, you know, beyond the resume, but what do you like? What are, what are things that, that interest you? What do you do? And, and definitely talk a little bit about your life's work, but let's just get to know Tiffany a little bit more than my intro. Absolutely. Thank you, Shannon, for allowing me to be here today. I am excited. Again, it has been a long time coming, and I just knew we were going to have this moment where we can just kind of get together and and chat and share. And I'm excited about whatever God is going to share with us today. Every time he is sharing something through me, he's always sharing something with me as well. I always say I'm the first partaker in whatever it is that God is sharing. So I'm excited, and um, I look forward to being able to discuss some things with you. Now, first and foremost, I always say, um, uh, I absolutely love and adore my babies. Um, They are indeed a strong part of my identity and also a strong part of my testimony and, and why I feel so strongly about the power of God. So I'm a mother of two amazing children, and I don't know, maybe we'll get some time to talk about that testimony. Yes, we will. That's going to be one of my questions. We'll definitely be talking about that. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to do that. We'll dig into that. Um, I'm a wife. Um, My husband is an amazing person who I absolutely adore, yet I never saw myself with him. Perhaps we'll get into that as well. Okay. That's an, that sounds interesting. I'm going to want to know more about that. God absolutely put us together. The other thing is I, I'm a business owner. I love creating. Um, we do. I'm an executive director of and have founded a nonprofit here in Indianapolis, and we work with families. So I'm extremely busy most days, and I'm always just trying to figure out how to balance all of these things, being a mother being a business owner, having staff that need you and all those things. 
So most days that, that, that is kind of my life. I'm, I'm, I'm always just trying to juggle and prioritize. And perhaps we'll talk a little bit about prioritizing as well. I mean, we got yes, I think that's a challenge it. for many people. I mean, uh, women, I think that we're trying to do all and be all and how do we prioritize our life so that what we care about most is first and we're also able to realize joy in our life. I think that's, we'll probably talk, we're going to talk a little bit about identity crisis today and emotions versus faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get there, you know, I, sh- I had shared with you and I know you're aware that the, the purpose of a king size life is really to be able to interview women like yourself that have overcome a lot in life and obstacles. Everybody has a story. Our stories are different, but I think that they unite us. I think it's really important that people need, need to know that they are not alone and you and I share a strong faith that has carried us through, but let's go back a little bit in your life and talk about, I, my first question is always this. Let's talk about your very first memory. How old were you? What were you doing? I find it fascinating, but take us there. Oh my, my very first memory. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my very first, and it's ironic that we're talking about this memory today because my son lost his tooth yesterday and um, going back to the prioritizing thing. So my husband put the money under the pillow, but he forgot the tooth. How many have oh. been there? Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, the tooth fairy failures. Yes. Yeah, yeah the failures. So um, I owe him some more money because I told him, you know, hey, you know, he's going to have to come back. The tooth fairy is going to have to come back. So my very first memory happens to be me being afraid to go into the bedroom because I just knew, because I put my tooth under the pillow and I just knew this weird fairy would be <laughs> hovering over the bed. And so I'm crying and my mom's like, no, go in there, you know, go look under the pillows. And I'm like, I'm not going in there. Yeah. So there's my, there's oh my, my gosh, that's so funny. And it's crazy that we don't think about that, that that story is kind of scary. <laughs> my, my daughter, I remember telling me one time when she was little, she was like, Mom, I mean, shouldn't it, shouldn't I be a little scared that some stranger is going to be coming into my bedroom? I mean, is, <laughs> and I never remember as a child ever thinking about it that way at all. And so, yeah, yeah I was like, oh, good point. Um, I think that they were happy to kind of out, outgrow and learn that there wasn't yeah. really a lurking fairy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay. I always find that so interesting just to, just all of it. I, I love the first memory, but um, as we're talking about children and your son losing his tooth, one of the challenging times that you alluded to and the most difficult time in, in your life and led to your most proud moment that, that you shared with me as well is the birth of both of your children and what you went through to bring them, them into this world and their fight to be here too. Can you share that with us, please? Sure, sure. So um, my daughter, who is now 13, um, I just woke up in the middle of the night and um, here's the interesting thing about God. He always works in the most strategic and interesting ways. He said, get up and pray. And it was like four o'clock AM. And I don't know about other people, but especially at that time, I wasn't exactly (laughs) okay with getting up at four o'clock and praying. I wasn't obedient or initially 
I was not obedient to that voice because I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, so something, so again, I heard, get up and pray. So I got up out of the bed. And the moment that I got up out of the bed, I felt a cramp, a really bad cramp. And at this point, I believe I was seven months pregnant. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, ouch, that hurt. You know, so I'm continuing to get up. And the more I stood up, the more pain I felt. And at some point it became, it, it was like this piercing, this piercing pain that like I can't even imagine. Um, so now I'm on the floor. So my husband wasn't home at the time because there was no husband at the time. Um, and this is part of the testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost I almost feel like I have to take a little break right here in the middle of this testimony and share. You know, at that point in time, I was not married. I was a single mom. And, you know, I was out of God's will at the moment. And I made decisions that were not decisions that we, you know, should make. Um, and I like to say that because I would have never even thought at that moment that today I would be speaking to women and, and evangelizing and talking about Christ, but that's part of the testimony. Mm-hmm. He loved me in spite of, you know, and what, yes, what, what he loves us in our brokenness. In we our don't brokenness. have to be perfect to come to him. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we, we always look at our perfection or or lack thereof and, and, and base whether or not God is going to use us based on those things. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to take that little moment to share that with that and encourage anybody who feels like, you know, Hey, I've done too much. I've been too far. You know, how could a God love someone, a God so amazing, love someone like me who's made mistakes. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So here I am I'm on the floor at this point because I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this pain? And I call my mom and I'm like, something is going on. And so she said, do you want me to come and, you know, get you? Because, you know, I could probably get there pretty quickly. At this point, I'm like, something is telling me I better call the ambulance. So make a long story short, I called the ambulance. She met me at the hospital. I get to the hospital and they check for a heartbeat. And immediately they tell me, we, we can't find a heartbeat. We're going to have to take the baby right now. And I'm thinking, no, no, wait. And they're like, no, we're going to have to put you to sleep immediately. And we're going to have to take the baby right now. Uh, what their um, exact words were, your baby is seconds away from death. Okay. Oh my gosh, Tiffany. Um, so I am put to sleep. I, you know, deliver her. She is two pounds. Um, she goes to the NICU and, you know, all those things happen or whatever. So I want to share the part of the testimony where the doctor who was on call at the time came over to, the, to, to my room where I was at the time. And of course, she's in the NICU now and I am in my room. And so the doctor came in and she said, I just wanted to come and personally meet you myself. She said, I had to lay my eyes on you. She said, usually I don't see the mother after I see the baby after. She said, but I wanted to meet you. She said, something was with you or someone was with you at that time. She said, your baby was literally seconds away from death. And here's the part about God that I just absolutely love. When I say he's so strategic, she said, just so happens that the anesthesiologist was right in the hallway. Typically we have to page the anesthesiologist, okay? Mm -hmm. So she said, and then she told me, she said, my sister-in-law just passed from the very same thing that just happened to you. 
which was a complete um, placenta abruption, which means my daughter wasn't getting much oxygen. Um, so she said, so I just wanted to let you know that something was with you. And it, it was just like, God himself was just coming to remind me, hey, I'm in this with you. Wow. I was here. I was absolutely part of what happened today. Okay. So that was that amazing testimony. I and have like chills and goosebumps and tears in my eyes and like everything. Okay. So All of it. Let's talk about those chills because that was the next part of the testimony that the nurse uh, gave me on the second birth. So just like, like how could, okay, this is amazing in itself, mm -hmm. right? So, so here, fast forward six years after, uh, there's the birth of my son. And so, um, you know, it's a pretty normal pregnancy for the most part. Uh, I had a shortened cervix, so they were just kind of keeping an eye on that. Um, so I had had all the ultrasounds that you um, are supposed to have during the time of your pregnancy. And we were nearing the end of the pregnancy. And um, so I got a phone call from my doctor's office and saying that uh, we have you scheduled for this time today. And I'm thinking, I mean, tomorrow. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't have an appointment tomorrow. Um, and so, but something said just to go ahead and go in anyway. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and went to this ultrasound. The night before I was online looking up just placenta stuff, right? And so I looked up placenta accreta. I'd never heard of it a day in my life. Okay. Neither. Like, who, who hears about? Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, people don't have those very often. So um, I remember being in the ultrasound room and uh, they'd done the ultrasound. And so they came in and I asked them, I said, can you check for a placenta accreta? And the, and, and the, the, I forget the, whoever, who's over the ultrasound, I forget the name of the, the, um, the radiologist, I'm sorry, the radiologist said, well, why? he laughed it off. He said, well, why would we be looking for a placenta creta? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. And so that was it or whatever. So they told me to go ahead. He was going to go look at the films. I got dressed. He came back in the room and said, we want to take one more look at something. Um, there's this little line. So he started to show me this little line on the film. And he said, we don't really like to see this little line here. And I'm thinking, okay, or whatever. Make a long story short. Um, they checked it out. They went into, you know, this discussions about the film or whatever. Turns out I had a placenta accreta. The what is that? that? Okay. So th there's a separate, there's a line, there's a separation between the, so what was happening is my placenta was tearing apart. It had, my placenta not only had it separated, but it attached itself onto my bladder. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was a really big deal. So here's, here's the strategic part about God again. I was having my son at what was the women's hospital here in Indianapolis. They had to put a team of 30 people in an operating room, scheduled an full teams, five teams, in order to deliver my child. If my child would have been born regularly, then I would have died on the table because I would have bled to death. Okay. Remember that, remember that um, appointment that I went to for the ultrasound? Mm -hmm. Turns out I had 
rescheduled another appointment prior and they forgot to take that ultrasound off the books. That's the mm -hmm. only reason why I was there. I would have died on the table, okay? But because we serve the God that we serve, he gave me, through the Holy Spirit, he gave me something that I had no idea about, mm -hmm. right? And he shared that with me and he allowed for me to share that with them. And so after this- And you listen, you, you listen. Yes, yes. And so there was the oncology team because the oncology team usually deals with those very intricate surgeries mm -hmm. uh, when women have like, um, you know, those types of surgeries down there. Uh, we had the gynecology team. We had the urology team for the bladder. So I had a, had a full hysterectomy the whole nine. So after all that was said and done, the nurse who was responsible for putting all these teams together, um, she came into the room after my son was born and everything, everybody was in recovery. And um, she said, can I ask you a question? She said, what made you ask about the placenta accreta? And I said, it was God. And she said, her exact words were, that gives me chills. She said, because I know, I looked at the film, I looked at all of their notes up until that time. They had no idea. They had no idea. They had to call in the chief radiologist in order for him to look at the films. And he was actually on vacation. They had to call in the chief radiologist for them to look at that and determine something that was there, that God determined. He spoke that through me, right? Wow. So, and they missed it all. They missed it all. And so I always say, we, we look at these, we look at people with titles and we look at all these things and we look, you know, they've gone to school for years mm -hmm. and yet, in his humanity, in their humanity, mistakes happen, but we serve a God who knows all mm -hmm. and sees all and has the power to do something about it. Yes. I mean, not only you talk about your children being miracles here, but you are a miracle here. Yes, absolutely. And, and how there's so many lessons in everything that you just said, as far as obedience and listening and, and realizing his grace and his love for us and how he relentlessly pursues us and oh. so much in that. Um, can you, so how, how did that lead to so many things that you've done? I can only imagine that what was next after that? When did you have the realization that you want to dedicate your life to spreading his word and his miracles and, and helping women transform their lives. You know, so when I, it was like shortly after my daughter's birth, I got what was the call um, every night for like four or five nights, he would wake me up out of my, I would like literally be sleeping and he would just wake me up out of my sleep, wake me up out of my sleep. And I would be preaching right out of my, like, standing up out of my sleep or sitting up and preaching the word. And then I would just like lay back down. I would lay back down. Um, and then, so I went to my pastor at the time and I told him, I said, you know, I believe that the Lord is calling me to, I would say, <laughs> I would say, yeah, You're yeah, waking so. up. Preaching. Oh yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. And it, it is so funny because I always listen to other people and I always ask them, when'd you know, when'd you know? So it's always interesting to hear these unique stories mm -hmm. about when they just knew mm -hmm. like th things are different now and I have to share, I have to share. I just believe that he didn't leave me. He didn't allow for me 
to live through some of the things that I've lived through to not share how amazing he is. I agree with you. I, I mean, my life relates to you. Our stories are different, mm-hmm. but I mean, I've had those moments too. I just wasn't, I always prayed for him to speak to me and tell me what it is that I need to do. But I always had my hand out kind of keeping him away. Okay. You know, I want it all to come, but on my terms and don't make me uncomfortable and don't stretch me and don't scare me. And, and so I was never able to truly listen. And it it was whenever I finally just, I literally went to my knees and said, what do you want from me? And Mm -hmm. I'm here, whatever it is, if I end up moving out into the middle of nowhere and whatever I'm supposed to do. Um, And then I was able to start hearing him and feeling him. And my friend Susie refers to them as God whispers, but I've -hmm. gotten more and more obedient to hearing him him, and Mm -hmm. it's leading to incredible things that I've wanted as far as a way to metaphorically have a massive microphone to reach the masses. And so I didn't wake up preaching, but I, I woke up. There you go. I did wake up, spiritually woke up. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. So let's, let's dive into, I love your story. Like I love everything about it. I want to meet your children. They're just, oh. I can only imagine what they're going to do with their, their lives. Oh. And so let's talk about the identity, identity crisis. You know, we talked about all I listed. I could just have kept going with all the things that you do, but, mm-hmm. but I do want to hear what you mean when you say that you feel like we are in an identity crisis and let's dive into that. Mm-hmm. So I believe that we are in an identity crisis and that identity crisis is we don't know who we are in God. So if we do not know who we are in God, the world will tell us who we are, right? Absolutely. Right? And so if we, if we do not know who we are in God, we can't identify with the core of who he is and who he is in us and through us. So if we do not identify who we are in him and our identity is not wrapped in him. Again, the world will be more than happy to tell us who we are. Mm -hmm. So if we, if we have a false understanding of who we are, we are subject to someone else's ideology. We're subject to someone else's fears for our lives. We're subject to rejection from someone else. We're subject to assignments that are put on us that are not God assignments. Our whole identity, how we operate, how we move, where we go, how we go there, all those things become uh, tied in to a false identity. We begin to do things, all kinds of stuff to our bodies. We do things to our careers. We do all these really crazy things to almost match what the world says that we should look like what we should be like what we should feel like mm-hmm. and those it's just always a dangerous place because anytime someone else and that could even be within the church mm-hmm. uh, you know like i know for me i know a large part of my ministry is outside of the doors of the church and sometimes you know even within the church that could become a, a source of you know contentment you know mm-hmm. people don't always agree that it should be done in this manner but when you know what God has said to you and you know what he shared with you, then you're okay with moving in a certain manner and you're okay with doing things that are outside of the norm of that particular culture, whether it be 
church culture or whatever culture, work culture, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. And so when you're able to move according to how he said you're able to move, then you're able to do the things that he is assigned for you to do in your life. So can you, for the people listening, maybe give an example of somebody that you know that has allowed the world to tell them who they are, what, how they were living their life, and then maybe how then they learned to listen to who they are in God and how that transformed their life? I'm a perfect person myself. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I think I, my, my story just is the same as most women's story, you know, from, from, from birth, you know, like my dad was not there. So there was um, a, a rejection that was there, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you begin to identify yourself based on um, a, re- a core um, issue with rejection, then somehow that begins to exemplify itself in your life throughout your life if you don't identify those things. And I know many women deal with rejection. That is just mm-hmm. a big thing for women, whatever the, the, the source may be, uh, different for different people. I can uh, relate to that one. I mean, my, my parents splitting when I was so little and I only heard my dad's side of the story for a very long time that my mom just abandoned me when I was six months old. And yeah. so I've, I have that embedded in me the rejection, even though I know my truth now, mm-hmm. I'm able to acknowledge the behaviors of seeking other people's approval and why that is. Absolutely. And I've been able to get it to a more healthy place, but yeah, I absolutely, absolutely. have that one embedded in me too. Yes. And, and like I said, a lot of women do that, that, that's, that seems to be one of the very things that always just, it just keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. It just keeps coming up. So if we are allowing for all these other things, traumas, childhood traumas, all those things to dictate to us who we are, we are still not in position to walk in the desired place that God has for us to walk in. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that's the best place for us to walk in. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Mm-hmm. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I listened to a video right before this with you and they recited that. How crazy is that? It was the last thing I watched on my phone was that right there. Wow. That's confirmation, right? I know. Before before I formed you in the womb, which I already knew, I knew you. So I knew you before the trauma, Mm -hmm. right? I knew you before the rejection. I knew you before the people who would leave, the people who would lie. I, I, I knew you before all those things. And I am the great I am, right? And so if the great I am knew me before everything, then I, 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 I suspect I'd better listen to what he has to say about me, right? That's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. And so if I, don't, if I'm, if I am, if my, my whole being is wrapped up in who he says I am, then I can walk into a room completely different knowing that I was already created before the stuff, before the stuff. And we get caught up in the stuff. Mm-hmm. We get caught up in the things. That There's so happened. many inputs coming at us from every direction, trying to tell us who we are, how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to parent, how mm-hmm. we're supposed to be a wife, how we're supposed to just walk in life, period. Absolutely. Absolutely. And turns out if they don't match up with the word of God, it's a lie. Mm -hmm. So we have been literally living, walking in a lie. 
something that, that he has never ordained. He has never said. He's, he knew me before I was even in my mom's womb. So, so she just thought she was having a good time, but turns out she was delivering something <laughs> that, that God had already knew. He already knew the mistakes that I'd make. He already knew. He already knew when I'd accept the call. He already knew those things, right? Yet he still chose me before I was in my mother's room. So my mother's room was just a carrier. It was just a carrier for something that God had already assigned. That's so comforting when you think about it that way. And so many, I want so many people to hear that, to really think about what, when you're listening to this right now, listen to what she is saying. It's incredibly powerful. And if you really hear it, I think that it's emotionally overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we aren't living in his truth, it's, uncomfortable. That's whenever my soul screams. It's Mm -hmm. like, I have such a longing and a yearning and a discomfort because I'm not aligned with my soul's purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can feel it. I mean, people listen, like if you're feeling that way, it's because you're not aligned with his truth and his purpose for you. It's so powerful what you're saying. And it will never, and we can never replace it right? So we can buy more things. We can get more business. Like I told you, mm-hmm. I own businesses. I get it. You know, we can buy a bigger house. We can buy another. It will never work. Mm-mm. It will never pacify. It will never satisfy the thing in us that God is ultimately calling us to. And when did you realize that? So that you had your personal transformation of living from who the world was telling you are to who he says you are. It's a daily battle. Right. We have to renew yes. our minds daily mm-hmm. because we always have all these different inputs and, and some of them are good. They're good, but they're not God. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, I could, I could do a good thing, but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily a God thing. That's what I always say. Uh, and going back to even like um, our balance in our lives, everything is not our assignment. And oftentimes, especially as women, we get extremely frustrated and we get discouraged and we get overwhelmed because we are doing so many things for so many people. And most of them are not even our assignments. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now we're like, okay, well, I don't have time to do the thing that ultimately I'm supposed to do. Yes. That's what, and that's we confuse vocate like our calling with our vocational calling. Our calling in life doesn't necessarily mean our career. Absolutely. They don't have to be one in the same it's, and it can all be very confusing and so many expectations we feel like we have to live up to Mm -hmm. and it can be crippling for people. I mean, I know you see it every day, women that don't live up to their potential because we try to take on so much and the expectations that it's crippling. And so then we don't do anything. There you go. That's it. That's it. So if the enemy can get us distracted with a bunch of stuff, even some good stuff, because it comes in the form of good stuff too, mm-hmm. but it's not God stuff. It's not God stuff, you know. And especially, and I was just having this conversation with a friend. You you have to be very deliberate about your nose. You have to be deliberate about what you are willing to take on, mm-hmm. because again, something is going to lack if we continue to put things on the table. Something is going to lack, and nine times out of ten, is going to be the most important things, which are God and our family. Right. Yes. Everything else takes precedence. And it's like, no, we have to kind of rewire our minds, 
you know, it has to look different than what the world, the world may look at it and say, well, this should look just like this, like this. And there's something that's happening innately in your mind that has to rewire and say, no, 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 it does not. No, I do not have to be at this meeting today. No, I do not. The exactly. Yes. Right? Because on the list of priority, God and my family, and then everybody else gets the overflow. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And in that, in order to be able to be fully present for God and fully present for your family, you also have to take really good care of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. We we wake up and our cup is full and so many of us dump that out for everybody else and have nothing left to give for ourselves. And so nobody ever truly gets the best version of us if we're not first taking care of ourselves spiritually with that relationship with God and then taking care of ourselves physically as well so we can be there for our family. Absolutely. And women feel guilty about that. You know, I talked to so many women where they're like, I just don't have time. I don't have time and I don't have time. And once they walk through that transformation of taking that time where you wake up and you have your devotional time, you have your quiet time, and then you do something that's physically beneficial for yourself and you transform physically that you are a better friend, a better mom, a better employee, a better... And so, yeah, so I, when you say God and then family, it's like God and self, because you can't be truly present for him if you're not taking care of yourself too. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you got to be here in order to be here for them. You got to be here for yourself. You have to be here. Right. You got to physically be here. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So another thing that we, we don't do well is we don't receive that validation from God. We expect that validation to come from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, when that validation happens from God, you move different. You just do. You just do. Um, there are just That's certain- a prayer I have, Tiffany, every day. And I even prayed it before we got on here is keep my intentions pure. Mm-hmm. I pray that all the time because it is so, you know, in the business that I'm in and networking like I do and the affirmations can't, you can like fall in love with all the affirmations. And, um, I have to, I have to make sure that I keep my intentions pure. What are, what are my intentions in this relationship? What do I want the words to accomplish that are coming out of my mouth? Mm-hmm. And what do I, what do I use this platform for that he has given me? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I always like to say, I always like to ask myself, who am I supposed, I know who I am here, but who am I supposed to be according to what God has placed on me? What, what impact do I truly have in whatever platform that that may be? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we often, a lot of times we, we, we try to put people in a bubble or in a box and say, well, this means God. This means if you're, if you're functioning over here, then that means, you know, you're functioning with God. But I believe that God is wanting us to go into the marketplace and have presence and be a light to a a very dark world right now. This world is insane right now. Well, how many times does he say that? Go, 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 go out to go out to go out. He needs us now. He Mm -hmm. needs the world needs us. He needs us to be the light right now. He needs us to remind people who he is because everything else is saying that, you know, that we don't really need God more and more, more and more. Mm-hmm. So he needs us to be a spokespeople and that's who we are. And how, 
Tiffany, I know that you have so many different ways that you reach women. Are you doing your Unleashed conference and retreat? Is that going to happen in person this year? It is. I'm so excited about that. We have not solidified a date. I'm thinking sometime in September because typically that's when we have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just trying to watch the climate and see what's happening with this whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm going to claim that we are coming in person in, um, in, in sept- August or September. Because so I is- know as people are listening, they're like, how do I connect with Tiffany? How do I, how do I learn from you? What are some ways that they can do that? I know that the conference is one of those, your ministry. Can you talk about that? What, what that type of experience in person is like and other ways that they can connect with you? Okay. So the She Unleashed retreat is absolutely amazing. Um, it, it is a testimony in itself. Uh, you just kind of have to be in the room to experience what those women experience. I can see the power in the pictures. I can only oh, imagine what it's like in person. Oh my goodness. It is amazing. Um, it, it, it exceeds what even, it has exceeded even what I've expected. It is an absolute God moment and you feel his presence there and you see his presence. And, uh, you know, I, in recent times have not spoken into initially intentionally rather, uh, because I just wanted to be able to give other people the voice and each individual that has spoken has brought something unique and amazing. And uh, it was my intention that people just don't leave feeling good. They leave transformed that something happens there that they're actually transformed. Uh, if not, it's just another occasion that people get to come and meet. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is amazing. And then the podcast is just an extension of that. I felt like I really wanted to be able to have that same atmosphere if I could via, you know, overline online where these women are able to share a word, share some encouragement the same way that they would at the She Unleashed um, retreat in, in person. So that is, um, if they want to connect through the podcast, they can, they're able to go on and listen to some of those podcasts and We've and got it's titled She Unleashed podcast, correct? It is. It is. Okay. Yes. 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 And so right now, my web designer is completing our website, and we are adding those podcasts to the website right now as well. And that's sheunleashedministries.com. And so how they- can people find out about the She Unleashed um, conference and retreat if, if they're wanting to attend? Yes. That retreat will be listed on the website as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. which is what's the website it's www.sheunleashedministries.com okay i'm so excited about that whenever you said september though i i saw pictures a couple years ago mm-hmm. from uh from that retreat and i'm telling you like you can see the power oh my just in the pictures of what's going on there and then you said september for this year but I have the Mrs. USA Universe pageant in September. <laughs> oh my goodness! Isn't that crazy. Oh like what? what? Well, first of all, let's talk about those shots that you showed yesterday. Oh like, my goodness! Absolutely beautiful. Oh my goodness! That was an incredible experience. I mean, the the Grant photo and Team Flawless. I went to Houston. That's what they specialize in. I mean, they do pageants. I know that they were telling me while they were shooting me that they had somebody coming in from Japan. I mean, they, that is what they do. And I have never had an experience like that. I mean, I've gotten to get my makeup done and things like that for fun, you know, fun shoots and things, but not like that. It was such an amazing experience. 
Beautiful. And, and I know you're going to use that platform to be able to share. I, yes. It, the, the platform <laughs> is domestic violence and you know, oh, that's, that's, amazing. that's my story. And so I am going to use the metaphorical microphone to reach oh, the world. <laughs> and so yeah. oh, I'm, God opens amazing doors and it's like, yeah. I told you I got on my knees and said, wherever you're going to lead me. And I never realized it would be to a pageant, but I'm very grateful and, and excited. So, um, but before I'm going to ask you one last question, what, what message do you want women to hear that they would be able to interject in their children's lives right now to help guide them so that they can learn to live in God's truth younger than you and I realized it. What are some ways that we can be, be that type of presence for our children right now as they're growing and forming their relationships with God? How can we do that as parents? Because I think, I think that's such a need right now in homes that we're focused on helping them realize who they are outside of who the world is telling them they are. Absolutely. One way is to share your testimonies with your children. Uh, when I say share your testimonies, there are things that happen every day that um, we know, they may not necessarily know, but we know it was absolutely God who allowed for this to happen, allowed for us to get through whatever that was that we get through. And life happens right in front of our children, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it, may, it may be death, it may be illnesses, it may be financial, whatever those things may be. I like to share with my children, hey, you know how that just happened? Let's talk about how God, you know, got us through this situation. Because if they can't see him as a very practical God who's real in their lives and applicable in their situations, mm -hmm. then they, they'll just see him as this mythical thing. And not only will the children see them as this, this mythical thing, then uh, that's the same thing for adults. We have to make the word very practical in our lives. He's not just the God of, of, Isaac, of Isaac and, and Sarah. And, and he's not just that. He is a very current God. Mm -hmm. We have to show our children that. So they need to I know. I love that. That's such a, that's a very good piece of advice. I mean, I, I love that. And it's, I, you just made me think of when you start hearing your children say those things to you that God did that, you know, like hearing my daughter say, mom, that was a God thing. Mm -hmm. in yeah. our everyday lives and you know that they're connecting. That's right. Cause they have to connect. Mm -hmm. It has to connect. Yeah. yeah. How else? What, what other things can we do? Um, depending on the age, let them, you know, there's so much on YouTube right now. And I've got my son watching some YouTube videos, you know, like what? Stories, whatever little story that I might find. Okay. Yeah. Little cartoons, things of that nature. He's seven. So it just depends. And it, with my daughter, I'm, I'm actually trying to find her a cute little teenage group to join because she's a teenager now. Teenager at 13. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, so, so pray for me. For, you know, <laughs> it's um, not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not. Okay. All right. They um, just get more and more interesting and you just get closer and closer, I think. Oh, that, well, that's fine. That's mm -hmm. fine. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to find her a cute little group to join because, again, TikTok, the world is telling her one thing, and we have to offset that stuff. Mm -hmm. We have to be deliberate, intentional 
about offsetting some of the things that they see. Yes, I so agree. It's incredibly powerful. You know, I, I didn't realize, and I don't know when I, the moment happened, but I did make a conscious decision for myself of even what I listen to on the radio. What are all the inputs that I'm allowing in? And we have to be as diligent with our children and be mindful and strategic about what inputs they're receiving. Because if all they're getting is the ones that we know are so detrimental to our sense of self, mm. then that, then we're allowing that to happen. And we can't let this, this society or yeah. at any point raise our children and tell them who they are. So I absolutely love the sharing testimonies because a lot of parents don't speak to their children mm-hmm. in, in truth like that. They just yeah. don't. I grew up in a home where, I mean, it was clean your plate and go to school and there, there wasn't dialogue about life really. Right. There wasn't truth in what's going on in our life. There wasn't truth in sharing the hardships. Well, if you don't share honestly what's going on in the hardships, how can you share where he's intervening in your life too? Absolutely. And the world is going to share their, their testimonies. (laughs) The world is going to share their ideas and I can, and I can assure you they will not put God in it. Yes, that's so true. And I cannot thank you enough for this time today. I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story. I, I will listen to this again because I just, I love your testimony that shares God's grace and love and power every day. And I encourage you listening to go and listen to Tiffany on um, She Unleashed podcast, connect with her at sheunleashedministries.com. You'll be able to find this episode will be published everywhere you can listen to a podcast for a king size life also at a kingsizelife.com you'll be able to connect more with Tiffany there I'll have this episode and more ways that you can connect with her and follow her journey as she continues to transform lives with her testimony and encourage you if you are needing and searching and feel what we are talking about to connect and we yeah. all should be we should all be getting off the sidelines of life and living a king size life because we only get one. Just one. Thank you so much for having me, Shannon. It's Thank been- you for being on. I really, really appreciate you. Absolutely. You've been listening to a King Size Life podcast with Shannon King. You can follow Shannon on Facebook and Instagram. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We really appreciate that effort. Be sure to join us next time for another encouraging podcast with Shannon King. Thanks so much for listening.